Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me again today. What a joy it is to have you with us. Thank you, studio audience, for being here as well. We're talking about the force of joy. We began this study last week, and we discovered from Galatians chapter 5 that joy, right along with faith, are spiritual forces. They're not feelings. They're not emotions. They're actually spiritual forces. And they were placed there by the Holy Spirit, deep down on the inside of you, when you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. They're deep down on the inside of your reborn human spirit. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, that we are to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The message translation says, we are to keep vigilant watch over our hearts. The Amplified Bible says, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance, for out of it flow the springs of life. In other words, life-giving forces reside deep down on the inside of you. And one of those forces, right along with faith, is the force of joy. It's deep down on the inside of you. You know, you may not be expressing any joy on your face right now, but deep down on the inside of you, joy is there. It can lie dormant but it's there. It's much like a, a gift, you know, a talent. You know, some people, they're just born with certain gifts or talents. Uh, some person may have uh, a gift where music is concerned. They're just gifted that way. You know, Jesse Duplantis is that way. Uh, Jesse can play several different instruments. I've heard him do it. You know, we've been in their home where uh, he can sit down at the piano and play any kind of music you want to listen to. You just name any song. I don't, I don't care if it's, you know, opera style or rock and roll or blues, you know, Jesse play it and boy, he'll just play it. And then he can do the same thing on a guitar. I mean, he's just gifted that way. Makes me so mad I want to slap him. But anyway, uh, he's just gifted that way. But just think, even though that gift was in there, he had to, to discover it. Amen. And then once he discovered it was there, he had to cultivate it or he had to grow it. Amen. It's the same way with faith and joy and love. See, you and I have the capacity to love everybody, no matter how ugly they might be to us, no matter how offensive they might be. We have the ability to love everybody with the same manner that God does. Why? Because Romans 5, 5 says, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. So what is that telling us? This force called love. It's a spiritual force. It's deep down on the inside of there. Now, you may never tap into it, but it's still there. Faith is in there. You know, there are a lot of Christians walking around every day that are not operating in faith, even though faith is there. And at the same time, joy is there. And yet there are a lot of unhappy, miserable, depressed, you know, uh, full of worry, fretting all the time, Christians. Even though deep down on the inside of them, there's this spiritual force called joy. But you have to discover that. And that's what I'm endeavoring to do is discover for you that joy is in there. You have it. Look at somebody and say, I have joy. I have joy. Now I noticed there were not a lot of smiling faces when you said that. So this time say, don't be moved by what you see. I have joy. <laughs> Amen. 
Maybe you at home need to tell somebody there next to you, don't be moved by what you see. I have joy. I mean, it's down in there. Now you've got to tap into it. You have this potential to operate in joy, regardless of what's happening around you, but you have to tap into it. Now, once again, Solomon tells us that we are to keep and guard our hearts with all vigilance for out of it are these life-giving forces, these springs of life. And once again, they're designed by God to enable us to overcome every and all adversity that might come our way. So we know faith is in our heart. We now know that love is in our heart. And we also now know that joy is in our heart, along with those other forces that are listed in Galatians chapter 5, beginning in verse 22. They're all in there. Do you know you have the ability to be long-suffering? A lot of Christians tend to give up, but yet there is this force called long-suffering that's on the inside of you. Did you know that you have the ability to control anger? There's a spiritual force called temperance on the inside of you. Whether you ever tap into it or not is another question, but it's in there. Amen? So don't tell me well, I just don't have the, the ability to love people like Jesus does. Yes, you do. Well, I just don't, I'm just not a joyful person. That's just not my nature. Yes, it is. You have the nature of the Holy Spirit. You have the nature of God. Amen. And then remember, Nehemiah 8.10 even says, the joy of the Lord. Whose joy is this? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So that tells me God's joyful. That tells me that Jesus is joyful. In fact, I know that God even laughs. If you don't believe it, look at your neighbor. He made them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But God laughs, the Bible says. Amen? God laughs. God can, can laugh with us or he can laugh at us. <laughs> I've had him do both. But notice here it says that we are to guard our hearts. Why? Because we have these precious, valuable, spiritual forces residing there. My wife mentioned to me during the break that uh, talking about guarding valuable things, how that, you know, <clears throat> one of the things that I guard that is valuable to me is, is my grandfather, the only new vehicle he ever owned in his life. My daddy talked him into buying a brand new 1960 Chevrolet Apache 10 pickup truck. He paid $1,740.16 for it. How do you remember that? Because I was there. I was 14 years old and I watched my grandpa. He didn't believe in banks. He had no checking accounts. He paid cash for everything. He didn't spend a lot of money, but when he did, he paid cash for everything. And I watched him, you know, shell out 1400 and some odd dollars and so much, so forth right there in the showroom, that Howard Crumley Chevrolet dealership in, in Shreveport, Louisiana, where my dad worked. And my grandpa was so afraid that he might scratch up that new truck that he had me drive it all the way back to Vicksburg, Mississippi, 180 miles. I'm 14 years old. The steering wheel in that truck is so big, I had to look between it and the dashboard. I couldn't look over it. Uh, I, I wasn't tall enough. And I drove it back with him sitting in the right side we got it to Vicksburg, Mississippi. He put it in his barn and wouldn't drive it. Went back to driving his Model A pickup because he was afraid he might scratch it up. 
Well, I'm kind of glad he did that because I have that truck now. It's been in the family all these years. It looks like it just came out of the factory and it's in my guarded climate controlled garage. (laughs) In fact, that truck gets better treatment than Carolyn's brand new truck. Her brand new uh, car, rather her suburban, uh, uh, is in our garage at, at our house but our garage at our house is not climate controlled, but my shop where I keep my classic cars, my grandpa's truck, it's climate controlled. Why? Because it's valuable to me. That's right. Amen? That's right. Well, Amen. there's something on the inside of me yes, that's even more valuable than that truck. Amen. It's Amen. my faith. Yes. It's the love of God in my heart. It's the joy of the Lord that's on the inside of me. And the Bible says we are to guard our hearts because within our hearts are these powerful spiritual forces. Now, I mentioned on the program last week, how do you guard your heart? Well, the Bible teaches us that our eyes and our ears are the gateways to our heart. What you see and what you hear gets in your heart. Do you ever notice that uh, you can be, you can wake up one morning, be happy, joyful, you know, as far as you're concerned, everything's going well. And you can get around one person who is extremely negative and all they talk about is their problems. And every time you come in contact with them, they just rehearse it over and over again. Have you ever noticed if you are not stronger than them, what you hear from them can get down on the inside of you. Amen. Or you can be happy and joyful and turn on your television and see one report, listen to one report, and the next thing you know, you're not as joyful and happy as you were. Why? Because what you heard and what you saw got into your heart. Your eyes and your ears are the gateways to the heart. So if you want to guard your heart, then you need to be selective about what you look at and what you listen to. Amen? Now, I'll tell you this. You can reach a place in your life where you become spiritually mature and you can hear all that stuff and yet not hear it. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. People that just want to, you know, unload on you all their problems. You can hear it and you can be compassionate toward them, but yet turn a deaf ear to it yeah. where it doesn't get in your spirit, doesn't get in your heart. Yes, you say, well, how do you know if it gets in your heart? Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can always tell what's in your heart by what's coming out of your mouth. Somebody says, well, I have joy, but it just doesn't come out. Now you done gone to line. (laughs) Because if you have joy out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Amen. Somebody says, I have a praise in my heart for God, but it just won't come out my mouth. No, you're lying again. Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. Kenneth Hagin used to say, you can locate a person within five minutes of being around them. You can tell where they are spiritually. Just listen to what comes out of their mouth. Amen. So once again, we have to guard our hearts. The message translation says in verse 20, let me read the King James verse of Proverbs 4, verse 20 and 21. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. The message says, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Tune your ears to my voice. 
it goes on to say, keep my message in plain view at all times. Everybody say, at all times. times. Why is that so important? Because the devil's sending messages to you at all times. Amen. He's trying his best to get you to listen to him. Why? Because faith cometh by hearing what God says. Fear cometh by hearing what the devil says. And fear is the opposite of faith. Amen. Amen. Faith attracts God. Fear attracts the devil. Job said, that which I so greatly feared came upon me. See, Satan wants coming upon you what you fear. Well, if what you fear the greatest comes upon you, how about what you faith the greatest coming upon you? Amen. Amen. Listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. When you do that, then your faith will become unwavering and your joy will never falter. Instead, they will become stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, once again, the Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, if you want strong, unwavering faith, then you need to pay attention to the word of God. Feed your spirit, the word of God continually. Amen. Amen. Get up in the middle of the night, feed your spirit. Wake up in the morning, feed your spirit. Throughout the day, feed your spirit. You say, well, I don't have time to go get my Bible. That's why we have these resources. You can listen. You know, a lot of times when I'm, when I check into a hotel, when I'm traveling, I'm doing meetings. One of the first things I do before I even get my suits out of my suitcase and hang them up is I, is I get my, now, praise God, I, I can do it with my iPhone. I can just set my iPhone up and I have an external speaker I put with it. And I, and I either have somebody teaching the Word of God or I have praise and worship songs playing. What am I doing? Even though I'm not sitting there listening to it, I don't have my Bible I'm charging the atmosphere with the Word of God. Even though I might be hanging up a suit or I might be unpacking or whatever, I've got the atmosphere charged with the Word of God. Amen. And what happens when you're hearing the Word? Faith comes. What happens when you hear the Word? Joy comes. Jesus said in John 15, 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy may be full. What is Jesus saying? I want you full of joy. I want your joy to remain. I don't want anything causing your joy to diminish. And he's saying, if you'll listen to what I'm saying, joy will come. And if you continually listen to what I say, you will be full of joy. Hallelujah. Isn't that a great way to live? Full of faith and full of joy. How's the devil going to defeat somebody like that? He can't. So we have the potential of developing our faith. We have the potential of developing our joy. Now, we know that Jesus said, if you listen to the things he has spoken, that joy will come. John 12 verse 49 says, for I have not spoken of myself, but the father which sent me. This is Jesus speaking. The message translation says, the father who sent me told me what to say. So what is Jesus telling us? I only speak the word of God. I only speak the Word of God. What does Romans 10, 17 once again say? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So once again, so then joy cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Isn't isn't the gospel called good news? So what is it designed to do? Produce joy. 
When you hear good news, doesn't it make you happy? Does it make you joyful? Hallelujah. You know, good news to a poor man is poor man, you don't have to be poor anymore. Good news to a sick man is sick man, you don't have to be sick anymore. Good news to an oppressed man is oppressed man, you don't have to be oppressed anymore. Hey, where'd you find all that, Brother Jerry? In the Word of God. Amen. 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 It's there, praise God. And it's designed to produce faith, love, joy, and all those other spiritual forces that are listed in Galatians chapter 5. Now, what I'm endeavoring to say to you is that you can get to a place where you can remain joyful no matter what is going on around you. No matter what kind of attack Satan has launched against you, you can get to the place where you remain joyful and strong in faith regardless of what's happening around you. No matter what he tries to do, you just never lose your joy. Listen to what Paul says. If you want to turn there to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. I love this. If Paul could get this way, then so can I. Amen. Amen. Notice uh, in verse 22 of Acts chapter 20. And now, this is Paul speaking. Behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save or accept that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Now, what is Paul telling us? He's saying that the Holy Ghost has told him in advance that every city you go to preach in, you can expect trouble. Amen? Now, don't you know he wish he'd never heard the Holy Ghost? <laughs> I mean, how'd you like that? You're praying one day, Holy Spirit, speak to me. I'm about to go to this city to preach. What do I need to know? And the Holy Spirit says, trouble. <laughs> trouble awaits you. How would that make you feel? How would you react to that? Notice how he reacted to it. Now notice he says, the Holy Spirit has already told me in advance that every city I go to, I can expect trouble there. The message translation says, the Holy Spirit has let me know repeatedly and clearly that there are hard times and even imprisonment ahead. But listen to this, but that matters little. <laughs> I love that. That matters little to the Apostle Paul. In the King James, he says in verse 24, but none of these things move me. None of these things move me. Notice the Holy Spirit had already told him in advance, Paul, every city you go to, you can expect trouble there. And he responds to that by saying, none of these things move me. In other words, he's saying, this will not get my joy. It's not going to have any effect on my faith in God. I'm going to trust God no matter what happens, and I am going to hang on to my joy no matter what I experience. Hallelujah. Amen. You know what that says to me? That's like Paul saying to the devil, nice try, but it didn't work. Amen? I've said often, you've heard me say it, I wish Hollywood would make a movie about the Apostle Paul and let Clint Eastwood play the part. Wouldn't he make a good apostle, Paul? Can't you just see Paul, or Clint Eastwood as Paul saying, feeling lucky, lucky punk? 
ahead, fire your best shot. Make my day. Amen. That's the way Clint Eastwood would say it. That's what Paul is saying. I know that trouble awaits me, but that matters little to me. None of these things move me. Listen to what else he said. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy. That I might finish my course with joy. In other words, he's saying no matter what comes against me, no matter what I might face, no matter how severe the attack, I've already determined long before the attack came, nothing is going to get my joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say that? You may not be able to say it right now, but you can say it if you'll develop this joy that's on the inside of you like Paul did. Paul's not some isolated case and no one else can be that way. No, in fact, he said, follow me as I follow the Lord. I'll, I'll be an example to you. Look at me as an example and then follow that example. Amen. So we can get that way. Paul simply would not allow anything Satan did to rob him of his joy. And once again, as I previously mentioned, while Paul was in prison, he wrote a letter to the Christians in Philippi. And most theologians, once again, agree that it was the happiest letter he ever wrote. And they referred to it as the joy letter. And yet, because he would not let anything that happened in that prison rob him of his joy, with great boldness, he made this declaration in Philippians 1.19, for I know this shall turn. Hallelujah. I know this situation is going to turn. How could he say that? Because Paul's joy was not based on his circumstances. It was based on his relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you folks, when you have a deep, intimate relationship with Jesus, then joy will be there. The joy of the Lord. And you can get to the place in your life where nothing affects your attitude about your trust in God and nothing robs you of your joy. Let me close it with this message translation. I'm going to keep this celebration going because I know how it's going to turn out. Hallelujah. Paul could celebrate even in prison. Can you celebrate while dealing with that sickness? Can you celebrate while dealing with that financial issue? You can, but it's a choice you have to make. You can either react to this with sadness and grief and sorrow, or you can say, no, in the name of Jesus, none of these things move me, and I am going to finish this thing with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Watch this announcement, and I'll be back in just a moment. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is a powerful force that resides in your spirit once you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. In Jerry Savelle's book, The Force of Joy, you'll learn how to tap into the joy inside you. The choice is yours. You can will to be happy or unhappy. Choosing to walk in joy is choosing to experience the strength of the Lord. In this 3CD set, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. You will learn how God's Word produces joy. 
how and why Satan steals your joy, how to get back joy that was stolen, how to laugh more and cry less, and more. Be of good cheer, for the joy of the Lord resides inside you. Don't wait. Request this joyous combo today. The force of joy, and if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org and choose today to tap into the force of joy and experience renewed strength. You know, some of you may be wondering why we make offers like this and make available these resources on our broadcast. The primary reason is this. This is the way I got the Word of God on the inside of me. When I came to the Lord in 1969, we didn't have CDs and DVDs. We had reel-to-reel tapes back then. And those tapes that I had when I first started out of Kenneth Copeland and Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin, those were my life source. They were teaching me the Word of God. I knew nothing about the Word of God, but I put that tape on and I began to listen to it. I'd listen to it, first of all, just to hear the entire message. Then I'd go back and listen to it again, and I would outline it. I would dissect it. I would study it. And eventually, what they were saying as their revelation from God became my revelation from God. It became a revelation to me. And, and as a result of it, my faith grew stronger. We began to overcome the circumstances we were in. We began to live in victory like we'd never lived before. And praise God, it all was a result of getting resources that were faith building and faith energizing. That's the reason we make these available to you. This little book, The Force of Joy, this CD series entitled, If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep You Goods. I'm telling you, literally hundreds of thousands, I think I'd be safe in saying millions of people have listened to this message on If Satan Can't Steal Your Joy, He Can't Keep You Goods around the world. It's in book form and I've reprinted or we've reprinted it here, I think over 25 times in several different languages over the years, it's still a bestseller because people are always facing adversity and many of them are not overcoming it, but they're learning that if they can develop their joy and not allow the devil to steal it, then no matter what he does, they will not, uh, or he will not win. They will be victorious. So I want to encourage you to order these resources, get them in your home. You and the entire family sit down and listen to them. Get this little book and read it on, on your lunch hour or, or on your break. I'm telling you, it'll build your faith. It'll build your confidence. It'll develop joy on the inside of you. And when Satan comes and tries his best to convince you that God hasn't heard you, nothing's working, you can just laugh in his face and tell him, tell that trash to somebody else. Praise God. I know that I know my God is on my side. Amen. So I want to encourage you to order those resources. Very quickly before we leave there, some more testimonies. Uh, here's one that says, uh, Michelle from Ireland. She says, I want to thank you for praying for me. Recently, I sent you a prayer request for financial breakthrough and a job. And I have been listening to your broadcast day in and day out for encouragement. Now there's a great testimony. Notice she needed encouragement where her job was concerned. So what'd she do? She listened to the word day in and day out. She said, praise God. I got a job less than five minutes walking from my apartment and I can even go home and uh, on my lunch break and eat at my apartment. God is so faithful. I'm back on my feet. 
Now my unsaved family sees the blessing of the Lord in my life and they're all getting saved and I'm giving the glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Just as a result of continually listening to the Word of God. I want to challenge you to do that. Don't stop listening when the broadcast goes off. You feed your spirit every day the Word of God and your faith will be strong, your joy will be strong, and you'll be the winner that God has called you to be. I'll see you again next week.